0: Welcome, welcome to the Ready to Wander podcast hosted by Sydney Brienne. This is a podcast where I encourage you to chase your dreams and we chat about all things business, photography, travel, adventure, and of course, living and experiencing more life outdoors. So what do you say? Are you ready to wander? Hey, hey, welcome back to the Ready to Wander podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Brienne, and I am so pumped for today's episode because I have an amazing guest that is going to join me while we chat about all things booking destination weddings and elopements. I always have people ask me how I got started booking in destinations or what steps they need to take to start shooting in dream destinations. And I figured instead of sharing what I did, I would also share what a fellow photographer did to get started traveling and shooting destination weddings and elopements. Today, our guest is Samantha with Samantha Clevin Photography. She is a wedding photographer based in Minneapolis, but travels worldwide regularly to capture love. And I am so glad that she is on the podcast today chatting about the destination and travel side of photography. Samantha, thank you so much for being here. It's so fun to make connections in the industry, and I love seeing all of the amazing things you have accomplished as a young entrepreneur. And I cannot thank you enough for being here and chatting about your business. So could you give listeners a little background about yourself? Who are you? What do you love to do? Where are you located? How long have you been a photographer? How did you get started? Just kind of give us a rundown.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I super appreciate you wanting to learn a little bit more because I am so, so passionate in all things destination, weddings and elopements. Even for the small weddings, big weddings, everything in between, it just is like my bread and butter just to be traveling and documenting love and like the best places possible that actually mean something to all these couples, too. So, yeah, I'm Samantha Clevin. I um, am in Minneapolis, but like you said, I travel all the time. and, And honestly, I really only shoot weddings here like maybe once or twice a year, but the rest of the year, I am gone traveling to a different state almost every other weekend, which is a huge blessing. I started about five years ago when I was actually in high school out of all things. I just loved all things photography. I took pictures of my dog for fun and I feel like everyone has a different way of starting their photography journey, but my dog got famous off my pictures and I loved a little bit of just, you know, the whole social media aspect and just having him be the star of the show and just, you know, taking pictures of him and everything that he loved to do. But then from there, I really wanted to expand. And so I was in an internship for a bit. It wasn't really the right fit. And I actually just started taking pictures of weddings of people I know. I had no idea what I was doing, honestly, girl. Like I, <laughs> I was just kind of going with the flow and doing things that I had seen people do. And if I look back now, those pictures are so bad. Like, I look back and I'm like, gosh, I had zero idea what I was doing. But, you know, those couples really, really enjoyed those pictures I had took, you know, those five, six years ago when I was in high school. And at the same time, I honestly was serving at a restaurant full time. I was doing college and high school. And I was doing this photography mentorships and, uh, you know, YouTube education on the side. So it was really a lot of work, honestly, on my end, where I just kind of had to work as hard as possible to balance life, to be in high school, to be a server, to be a photographer. But photography had always been a dream of mine that I really, really wanted to be doing. Um, I just looked up to so many beautiful photos and photographers when I just scrolled on Instagram and was like, wow, that would be such a cool job. And I have been traveling my whole life. So I spent so much time just educating and mentoring through with other photographers to, you know, kind of get to where I am today. And it's such a blessing, and I cannot be more thankful. I could talk about it for so long, but I feel like we gotta move on just a little bit. But yeah, that's kind of like my little story, my rundown into two seconds. But um, yeah, I just I really love what I'm doing, and I appreciate you, like I said, having me on the podcast. I
0: love that you started in high school, because I also started in high school. It was one of those things where like, does anyone really know they want to be a photographer? It's like you kind of just pick it up and then something happens and people like what you're doing and then you like what you're doing and then it blows up. And I love keeping tabs on your Instagram and just seeing where you are and admiring your work. You are amazing. So
1: thank you. I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) And This episode is mainly about booking destination weddings and elopements and giving listeners actionable steps to take to reach that goal of booking and shooting in dream destinations. Questions today are going to be about marketing, your background, what you did to become so successful in this market. So let's kind of jump right into it. How did you first get started in the destination wedding and elopement market and what drew you to this niche?
1: Yeah, so... In all honesty, when I first started, I was the girl who literally did everything. I bet you were in the same spot too, where you just were like, I want to have any sort of business possible. I honestly just want to be shooting like that. That was me when I first started. I had zero idea what I wanted to do. I knew I loved to travel. And when I started, allotments, adventure allotments were the thing. Like that was the trend five years ago. That was what everyone wanted to be doing. And I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to get to that point. So when I first started, I did newborns, I did families, I did weddings, I did seniors, I did like everything in between. But I learned that after doing all those things, I figured out what I absolutely hated and I cannot do families, I cannot do babies, I cannot do little kids. Like that is not my niche. And I've talked to so many people and it's honestly probably because I haven't had kids of my own and I'm just not the best with kids in general. And so from there, I just was like, okay, so I really need to niche down because I can say, you know, wedding, seniors, all these things, but I want to find my niche in the wedding industry because it is so saturated. There are so many photographers that I need to be different than everybody else. And in Minneapolis, for example, there are so many photographers that it's super hard to stand out if you have, you know, the same editing as everybody. You shoot the same, you go to the same venues. all these sort of things. And so I, you know, took time to think about my business and think about how can I be different. How can I really bless these couples in the best way? I, you know, in the best way possible. On top of that, being able to travel, and you know, so many people, you know, are destination photographers and all these things. And I say, like I said, it's a blessing that I travel. But it's, to me, it's more of like when I started was I want to be able to capture these couples in the places that mean the most to them. And Minnesota might not be that, honestly. And to me, that's the same thing. Like, I have super special spots outside of Minnesota where I might even get married because I'm not married yet. But I can't wait to plan that. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when I started, you know, niching down, I, you know, took a trip right out of high school. Right after I graduated, I took a road trip to the Tetons and all over Utah. And for fun, I just was like, you know, I should really just take pictures. couples while I'm out here and you know promote that and show that I travel and love to travel and I did that when I got home and automatically just blew up it was like the craziest thing that I you know just started posting these things and people were like oh my gosh this is so cool like she gets to travel and it was the thing at the at that time you know it still is but it was really booming back in like 2018 2019 2020 right before COVID even into COVID um And I just continued to promote that and show only that I travel and promote it on TikTok, promote it on Instagram, do silly dances on TikTok, talk to people on Instagram. I was mentored by multiple photographers just to be able to get different ideas and tips and tricks on social media. And I really just fell in love with, you know, getting to know these couples and why they were getting married in these spots obviously, when I first did that trip, it was for fun. And it wasn't really, you know, real clients per se, technically, they were, but you know, real clients. But you know, that next year, I was blessed with so many people that found me and were just like, in love with the fact that I, you know, had a deeper meaning to the travel It wasn't because I want to go to these amazing places. Obviously, I do. But to me, it's the, the fact that I get to you know, photograph these memories that they want to create or the things they remember or that that sort of thing. Um, and I just fell in love with it and I have been blessed to travel and document big or small weddings all over the world.
0: I love the power of social media. I mean, I am a person that hates social media. I hate getting, I mean, I hate interacting. I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm an old lady, but for being 23 years old, I'm an old lady. And so I love that social media kind of helped you blow up and TikTok and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And that's, I mean, that's kind of where I got my start too. So I obviously always love to travel. And when my photography business kept growing, I was like, wait, I can do both. And so I started traveling and doing the same thing as you setting up styled shoots on vacation. And then I shot a friend's destination wedding and then that kind of set it off. And You know, I started posting on Instagram like, hey, I do travel stuff or this is all I want to do. Um, And I also started gaining traction on some blogs and social media posts for certain areas. And I think what drew me to this niche was just the intimacy and beauty of elopements and weddings in a destination with fun activities and views and the couple's favorite people there in their favorite place. And it was truly magical to witness for the first time. And I was hooked. And that's how I got started. And now. Same thing as you, you can combine two passions and create a pretty awesome career. And so that's super fun. And what strategies have been most effective for you when marketing destination weddings and elopements to potential clients? I know you said social media. Is there anything else that you do particularly to that? I mean, that is effective with booking these couples.
1: Yeah. So for me, honestly, like, like I said, social media is key. If you, you need, but in social media at the same time, because it is so competitive, you really need to make sure you're different than everybody else. And the way you, you know, show your brand and the way that you show your photos and the way you post reels or TikToks or all these things, the way you post on Pinterest, the different blogs you write, you need to be very, very, very cohesive and you need to be straight to the point on top of that, showing your personality at the same time. I also have a ton of word of mouth. So the more that you travel and connect with vendors, I have actually noticed that, you know, once I help plan these weddings for my couples, I I tend to, you know, show them recommendations to places to eat, to stay, things to do um, in my different guides for different destinations. But they have, you know, told these places that I recommended them and I created these connections with these different vendors, and then they recommend me to potential clients as well, and that has been a super fun and really good way of connecting across the world. So, for example, one of the places I go every year for weddings is Alaska, and I could, you know, imagine that in when I first started, it was like, oh my gosh, Alaska is a dream place for me. I am just drawn to the mountains and everything about it, and. Ever since the first time I had went, I have connections to different helicopter tour companies, glacier tour companies, restaurants, lodging, Airbnbs, all the things, and you know, then they recommend me and to these amazing couples who are planning these things and. I couldn't, you know, couldn't have been more blessed that I have created these connections. And, you know, if social media is a harder thing for you to start, if you're discouraged with follower count or, you know, interactions, engagement, all these things. Like you said, like, I, I hate social media, honestly. Like, I was just telling my boyfriend the other day, I was like, you know, if I could delete social media, I would. But because it's my job, I honestly can't. And so, having that, you know, back end of all these connections to vendors across the United States, whether you've worked with them or not, you can reach out and be like, "Hey, I would love to work with you in the future. I love these things about your business." They tend to recommend, you know, the people that they have connected with, and so that has been a super effective way that I've been able to, you know, book with clients that are of my, you know, my ideal client. Um, on top of that, I think the other thing that I think has been really helpful is just constantly, you know, being active on social media. And, you know, targeting SEO on your website. Now destination weddings are really, really hard to target for SEO unless you have a ton of backlinks. um, On top of that features and all these other connections, which can take years. And in all honesty, it is just really ridiculously hard. Um, But if you market yourself on your website, for example, like if all social media dies and is screwed, you have your website and if your website shows destination weddings, you are going to be picked over somebody else who might be, I don't know, Cleveland, Ohio wedding photographer, they're not going to pick Cleveland wedding photographer, whatever, because they think that's your niche. If you promote, you know, your destination weddings and you show your photos that you've done all these things and your blogs and everything on your website, you have a way higher chance of being booked than somebody else. So, you know, those three things for sure are the three things that I have seen as very effective um, to being booked for these amazing clients that I honestly have become friends with almost all of them too.
0: I love that you brought up SEO because a lot of people think it's kind of an overnight thing. Like, oh, if I start blogging or if I start putting those keywords on my website, like if I start doing those things, I'll just start booking. And I feel like your website is so hard to get to take off, to rank on Google. And so that's why one of my top marketing successes has been Google ads. And they actually enabled me to move across the country and book out my entire calendar before even moving there and so for me just like you said social media has been huge styled shoots have been huge just traveling and showing people that you like to travel but yeah google ads and today for me my website has started to rank because of the blogs that i wrote you know three four years ago so it has taken so long to start to gain traction and like i said I am a person that does not love social media, so I started turning to other forms to reach people. So blogs, my website, other landing pages that my Google Ads can link to. But really, I think to start out, I was just making sure that I had that travel content to post on the social media so that potential clients could picture themselves in my work in that destination and so that they knew I traveled. So I think that's a huge point that you made and Moving on a little bit, most clients I book are not located in the area they are eloping in or having their wedding in, and I'm sure it's the same for you. When this is the case, there are obviously more logistics for them to plan and worry about how do you handle logistics and communication with clients who are planning a wedding from a distance?
1: Yeah, that's a super good question. And for me, and some of the things that people have told me for my like my past clients or other photographers or just even close friends of mine is that I have a really good way of communication with all of my clients. I just love to talk. <laughs> I love to get to know people. I am such a personable person. I feel like that's just one of my character traits. And, you know, logistic wise, communication wise, planning wise with all these couples you know, I don't know any of them. And I've gotten questions by people. They're like, do you know these people? Um, Are they from Minnesota most of the time? And I'm like, honestly, they are not like, seriously, like none of them. I usually meet before their elopement until I get to the elopement destination. And so, you know, within that period of time from booking to the actual elopement or wedding, I spend so much time trying to get to know these couples, whether it's a questionnaire, whether it's a Zoom call, whether it's a FaceTime coffee date, I really dive into, you know, taking the time to get to know every single one of my couples, meaning I can't take 30 allotments and weddings a year because I am so devoted to all of my couples that I make sure that I divvy out the time that I need in order to help plan their perfect wedding or elopement in these different destinations. If I did this for 30 different couples, I would be running around with like a chicken without a head. (laughs) I would not be able to be doing this job the way that I do it. And you know, everyone does this a different way, obviously, but the way I have found is I just need to be intentional. I need to be present and I can't do that when I do 30 plus couples. So I honestly take fifteen or less a year just because of this reason. Um, I I handle the logistics by really taking the time to do multiple Zoom calls, to do multiple FaceTimes, to just talk about things even other than the wedding, to get to know their favorite music, to get to know the things they like to watch together, to get to know the things that they really care about each other. So when it comes to the elopement. the wedding, I'm able to capture them in a way that isn't just me telling them to pose in a certain way. And I feel like we're going to talk about this a little bit later too, but I just make sure to be very intentional and not to take on more than I know I can handle so that we, you know, like I said, when it comes to these allotments and weddings that I show that I care because I, I honestly really do care and understand that it's a wedding, it's your marriage, it is one of the most important days between, you know, the bride and the groom that I cherish deeply. And so this part, the communication and logistics, is, you know, obviously the back end work that I take one hundred percent seriously. And so I feel like you you do the same thing, but you know, I'm not sure how you do it differently too. So I, I make sure to be intentional, you know, I'll send a questionnaire, but then from that questionnaire, i set up a zoom call so that I can talk about it with them too.
0: I think it's so important to talk about this kind of stuff because people don't know how much work we do outside of just shooting a wedding or shooting an elopement. A lot of people think it's like, okay, they're hiring you and then you're showing up and taking photos. And there is so much work that goes into our couples and our planning and our processes before we even shoot the wedding. And I i mean, I do a lot of the same things you do. I know I have tons of resources and questionnaires I send over and again, hop on tons of Zoom calls. I text back and forth. We email back and forth. And I really make sure that I focus on open communication and letting them know that I'm here for them just like. We are here for them through their planning process and we want to make this as stress-free as possible. Whether that's, again, through emails, video calls, providing vendor recommendations, things to do, places to stay, location lists, destination photographers really have to be on the ball so that we're providing the best experience for clients that are paying us to travel across the country to shoot their wedding and it's really an honor they chose us instead of someone local. And It's because they trust us. They trust our processes. They trust the work that we are able to provide them, the experience we're able to provide. So It's super fun getting a little look into what you do and how we are super just there for our clients and we become friends and we help them through kind of side by side rather than just, okay, cool, we're booking you and then I'm showing up to shoot your wedding. That's not what it's like at all. We are there to ensure that they are having an awesome time and doing exactly what they want to do on their wedding day and being in this beautiful place and being with their family. It's, it's just such a fun, a fun thing. So logistics and communication are super important. But the next kind of part of this question then, so if people are booking us in these awesome places, how do you ensure that your clients feel comfortable and confident in their decision to book a destination wedding? It's always a lot of work to plan a wedding, but even more so when you aren't local, what do you do as the photographer to soothe their worries and make them feel confident, kind of aside from all of the logistical planning things?
1: Yeah, that's a super good question. And this has been something that I feel like I've learned over the years of just, you know, becoming the photographer I am today and you know one of the main things and maybe the number one thing i would recommend is that you show that you know what you're talking about you you know you could say i know what it's like to eloping for example by you glacier national park right but at the same time you need to be confident and tell your couples that you know what you're talking about so You know, my biggest tip is go to the places that you want to be shooting these destination weddings or elopements and really take note of, you know, the time of the year, the how busy it is, the weather, fun things to do, best places to stay. When you go to these places, whether it's Glacier National Park, Kauai, Hawaii, Seattle, Washington, all these places, you are personally going to learn what to do and what not to do, which you are going to talk to your couples about. And- if you haven't been and you're wanting to potentially book somewhere new that you haven't been before, in my opinion, I, I've i gotten you know amazing inquiries for these amazing places that I haven't been, and I dive into researching and being educated by seminars and all of these things before I have them book with me so that I'm able to provide and educate them on these different destinations. Now, you know, the difference between me and you is on the, on the side, I'm a travel agent. So I have all these, you know, amazing resources and things that I'm able to help my couples. But at the same time, that doesn't mean I know everything about the world and where to go. There's, you know, all these amazing places and things that you should really dive in to be educated by. And like I said, if you haven't been or don't have that money or the finances to go, Really, you can go online, watch YouTube videos, join online seminars, do mentorships with people who are in the area just to, you know, be knowledgeable about the area, buy guides, like do all these things that you can really help your couples feel, like you said, at ease that you know what you're doing without them having a single worry in the world that you are lost and are just going to. You know, photograph their wedding because you want to go somewhere new. Do not ever, ever make your couple feel like they're just paying for your travel for you to go somewhere new. There have been photographers who I have talked to who have, and I cannot imagine how that couple has felt or you know you've been discouraged that even on their wedding day they're just so lost and everyone is just you know don't doesn't know what's happening beforehand so that is what i highly recommend is to really take the time to travel to these places learn the things good or bad that you are going to undergo even as a personal traveler and then on top of that reach out to vendors reach out to people like i said before and really educate yourself on these spots so that when you go For you know, the wedding or a moment, you are confident no matter where you're going that you are able to provide for the couple more than they or more than you promised, essentially.
0: I think this is such a huge part of our job. It's actually probably the biggest part of our job is making sure that, yeah, we are confident in what we're doing. They understand that we are confident in providing the experience we provide. And, you know, we have to make sure they're on top of things like applying for permits. Understand, We have to understand where locations are, what vendors are working with, we are working with and who's in the area. And I know I may do more than a lot of photographers and I know you do more than a lot of photographers and take on the planning role, but I make sure that they have plenty of resources that answer their questions. Just like you said, knowing the trails, knowing where you are. just. Being again confident in the area and doing that research prior, and just again being there, having awesome recommendations, having location guides, having the permit information that they might not know about, having vendor recommendations, and just being there and having great communication to answer questions. And I think, like we touched on before, getting to know them and their story and their vision for their day is probably the number one thing to make them feel comfortable and excited to be getting married in a destination that might be new to them, might be exciting to them, but they know that as a destination photographer, we will be there as a friend and a photographer and an expert, a pro in that area, even if we're not located there. And I know we're moving quickly through this stuff, but the dreaded question and part of this podcast that I think needs to be answered Might be a hot take because there really isn't a ton of information out there on where to get started pricing. And pricing can be a major deterrent for potential couples when they see travel fees. But I think it's just so important to convey the value that you're providing couples rather than just here's the price and this is the travel fee. So I price all of my packages the same. And the only difference is if it's local or destination. So I don't price. Every elopement differently or charge travel fees. I just build all of that into the price. So, destination elopements are obviously more than local ones to account for those travel prices. And I make sure to approach pricing with an all inclusive mindset like they're paying you to be there. You need to provide value and, and an amazing experience on top of the stunning photos and the amazing experience again. And this is all communicated in my pricing guide before they even see the numbers. And just like you said, you are the pro. You have to convey that you are confident in that area. You are going to provide that amazing experience on their wedding day. Do you do something similar with pricing or how do you approach pricing for destination weddings and elopements and what factors do you take into account?
1: Yeah, so 100%. I feel like not a lot of people really talk about this and it has really been a changing thing for me too, even even though I've been doing this for five years, that I have changed it so many times that I can't even remember some of the (laughs) how many times I've done it. But I do a very similar thing to you that I really emphasize that, you know, I learned from a photographer a long time ago that if you price weddings and elopements even differently, you're showing a different amount of value. And so, you know, I price them the exact same, depending on, you know, destination or local, obviously, just to cover that, you know, travel aspect of things. But something I learned when I first started was I didn't charge travel when I first started. And that was a big mistake, because it just caused more stress onto my couples. And so what I've done is I've averaged out almost you know, what is my flight, my lodging, my rental car, any of those extra things that I need and added those to my basic wedding and allotments for my local pricing. You know, that depends and changes for where you are based. So, you know, Minneapolis is gonna be different than Phoenix. Phoenix is gonna be different than Charleston, you know, depending on flight costs and any of that will really affect how you should be pricing things. But my number one tip is to sit down one day and just, you know, write out numbers, what you know, your financial goals are, how you can provide for your couples, the different experience and education levels you might have as well, really will affect your pricing. So because I've been doing this for so long, I am very confident in what I am doing. And because I've traveled so many places that I'm able to then help my couples I price myself a lot differently than somebody who is just starting out and that's you know obviously i feel like that's a obvious thing but at the same time so many people might not even realize it so i within all my different prices or different packages i offer you know different things so i actually am into film super 8 films um the 35 millimeter film digitals prints albums uh, you know, location guides, planning, timeline prep, all these meetings that I give as resources and value into all of these packages that somebody might not, and so that also helps me be different in the wedding industry as well. So that's how I really approach it: is to sit down, write out yearly goal for your finances. How can you? How can you get that in the amount of people who reach out to you? or, you know, your different packages. And then from there, really add on, okay, how can I not be losing money when I travel? So covering that as well within those packages. So there's no extra hidden fees after they put their initial down payment down.
0: I love that. I love it all. I am kind of that person that loves to talk pricing just because it's so taboo. Like people don't list their prices on their website or they're kind of I don't want to say sneaky about it, but they're sneaky about extra fees and all kinds of stuff. And so I love that we're just kind of being upfront about it and like, this is what we do. This is the value we provide. It's awesome. Okay. Now we are getting into more lighter things. What advice would you give to someone who is just starting out in the destination wedding and elopement market and looking to build their business?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I could talk about this for so long. I do mentorships on the side and a lot of my girls that I end up teaching are, you know, ask me this question. And, you know, I think my number one tip is to get out there and shoot, like go and travel yourself, even if it's a weekend road trip and just documenting that you want to travel and are traveling is the number one thing. If you don't have that content in those photos and those videos or any of that kind of stuff, a couple isn't going to believe that you do destination and weddings or feel confident and secure in your business to do that for them. So when I first went on that road trip, when I was 18 years old and just said, bye mom, I'm going to all these places and took my camera. It was the best decision I had ever made because I had that content that nobody else had. And that set me apart. And so if you are just starting out and have no idea what to do to start travel and reach out to couples and just be like, hey, I am wanting to do this. Would you be willing to model or just, you know, go on a date night and let me capture it for you? Do something fun together and let me, you know, save those memories for you while I am there. And that will change your life more than you realize, more than any social media trick can hack any website change, any mentorship. Obviously all those things are key to growing your business, but if you don't have those photos to promote, you aren't going to go anywhere. And that can take years. That can take a long time, especially for people who are still in high school, for people who are in college, for people who are moms, for, you know, different stages of life, it depends. And so I understand that and I've taught that to so many people, but you need to travel to be a Traveling destination wedding photographer.
0: I totally agree. You just need to start traveling and shooting, attend styled shoots or workshops, or even set up your own. I know when I first started going to destinations, I would literally search like the city and then blogger, and I would reach out to like bloggers and try to get them, you know, hey, I'll give you free photos. um, Because I knew that they were active on social media and would be posting them and tagging me. And so get out there and start shooting. Again, we've both seen success with social media. So utilize social media and your website to target specific locations. I know you said you did this at first and you regret it, but if you need to offer zero travel fees or ask a photographer you know to second shoot for a destination wedding or elopement. I think an important thing to mention is that, again, it just doesn't happen overnight and you have to put some effort in and start marketing to certain destinations if you want to shoot there or just start showing up on social media and show that you travel and show your personality and you will attract clients that want that. But if we can do it, you can do it too. So this is great. And this is probably one of the more fun questions. This is kind of the last big question I have. Can you share a memorable experience from one of your destination weddings or elopements and what made it so special? And with that, Why do you think photographers should break into this market if it is something they're dreaming of? Because we've both had amazing experiences while shooting destination weddings, and I think it's something everyone should experience if they want to, and it definitely is an attainable dream. So can you just tell me about a memorable experience and kind of just why people should break into this market if it's something they want to do?
1: Yeah, I honestly, you know, the first one that comes to mind or the first couple or any of those things, I have two, but I'll just talk about one that I, you know, like I said, I just was starting and had no idea what I was doing. But after I had posted from those, you know, that road trip to Utah and the Tetons and everything, I had a couple reach out to me from the south. I don't remember where or what city or anything that they were from because it was so long ago, but they reached out and were like, we love your work and we love that you travel. Will you come to Alaska with us? And that was the first time that I realized that people loved my work and that they trusted me, that I knew what I was doing. And at that point, I had never been to Alaska. I had no idea what I was getting into, any of that. But I, like I said, did all the research. I did all these things to make sure I was able to provide for them. And when it came to their wedding and elopement, they 110% trusted me with everything. And I will never forget when they, you know, after everything the entire day in Alaska, they came up to me and said, you know, we so appreciate you coming up here to photograph our elopement and you know remember everything about today and we wouldn't have been able to do this without you you know even words like that i'm a words of affirmation girl so hearing those things literally i started crying and she gave me a huge hug and that set me into really diving into more destinations more allotments and creating that connection with all of my couples um you know I, all of my couples i have such amazing memories with that i could talk about for so long but i know we don't have too much time on here so that would definitely be one of the one of the most memorable experiences for me for sure
0: and i just think i mean thank you for sharing that that it's amazing i love when couples fully trust us and just open their lives to us to allow us to be there to capture the memories for them and i just think not only are you serving couples on the best day of their lives but you're also witnessing and capturing a story unfold in a place that is not your home and you're making connections and traveling and seeing places that you otherwise might not visit and these experiences are so unique and honestly great for the soul and i don't shoot more than 4 to 5 destination weddings a year because i've just discovered as i get older i want to be home more often and traveling can be stressful and I'm not about that life right now that I mean, I did the hustle and the continuous traveling a few years ago to build my business. But I think if people want to start shooting destination weddings, they should just dive in. Do it for the opportunity to shoot stunning, unique weddings. Do it to meet amazing couples and have these awesome experiences like Samantha has had and do it for yourself for your soul and the opportunities to travel and obviously be paid to go to amazing places but do it for the memories and for the fulfillment that it brings for yourself and your business just don't burn yourself out that's kind of what i did a few years ago so
1: girl same 100 percent. that's why i can't do a ton either (laughs) it's just
0: i mean it's so fun traveling but it is a lot to be gone every single week or every single weekend and be hopping on planes all the time. So I love this. Um, This was so awesome. Thank you so, so much for being here today and sharing your knowledge about booking destination weddings. I wanted to leave listeners with actionable steps if this is their dream. And based on what we talked about today, I'm thinking those steps would look something like this. And let me know if you want to add anything, just feel free to jump in. But one, Decide the destinations you want to start booking in. Two, start to target them on social media through hashtags and posts that look like that area. Set up styled shoots or tag along with a photographer in that area and market the crap out of them. Make sure your website is optimized and targeting your ideal client in that location. Run Google Ads, targeting those locations. If that's your vibe, y'all know how much I love Google Ads, but some people don't. Um, set up your workflow to ensure success, have a plan for consult calls, questionnaires for destination clients, resources on the locations to send your clients location lists, go out and scout, travel, be available to them via email, and just provide an amazing experience that they don't want to miss out on booking you. Did I miss anything?
1: Nope. I feel like you're good, girl. I 100% agree with everything. I mean, the only thing that I would really add is like you said, you know, emphasize the travel aspect of things. I know you touched on it a little bit, but honestly, you guys, like, the traveling and the constant shooting, the practicing to get out there is key to traveling and becoming in this market.
0: Yes. Get out there and start traveling. And this has seriously been so fun and I can't wait to continue watching you shoot amazing destination work around the globe. I know you host workshops too. You've been talking about so many things you do on the side and I love it. I don't know how you have the time. So if you want to leave listeners with a little bit more information about your workshops or mentorships or anything like that, and then also where they can find you on the web and on social media, please do.
1: Yeah. So if you guys are interested in seeing anything that I do or want to learn from me um, on Instagram, I'm just Samantha K Photos. And my website is samanthaclevinphotography.com. I'm also Samantha K Photos on TikTok. If you want to see some funny videos of me or day in the lives or any of that kind of stuff, I post on there a lot too. But yeah, anyone can reach out for any of those things. Like you said, I host workshops usually just once a year because I am so intentional with it that I would probably end up dying if I did more than one. But yeah, I super appreciate you having me and it has been so fun just to talk about this because I'm so passionate about everything, destination weddings and elopements.
0: Thank you so much for being here again and for sharing your knowledge with us. And I can't wait to see where you go this year. So this is the end of today's podcast with Samantha Clevin. And I hope you learned a bit more about booking destination weddings and elopements and where you can start if this is your dream get out there get shooting in those dream destinations and keep up the amazing work so what do you say are you ready to wander